Hi! You're back! I'm glad! Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you for coming back. today's episode I'm going to run through the next few times I saw that same spirit that came through in the first episode so if you haven't listened to it yet go back and have a listen to episode one my psychic ash episodes are only short and sweet so I'm sure you get it over and done with in no time at all today's episode runs straight off the back of that one so I'll do a little bit of a recap basically I was a little eight-year-old girl and her family were watching TV late at night while she was trying to go to sleep and I don't know why I'm putting myself in the third person. I was a little eight-year-old girl. My family were on the other side of the house. I was trying to get to sleep and I must have finally nodded off and when I woke up there was a woman standing at the end of my bed in my doorway and she was in her wedding gown. She walked down and kissed me on the forehead and then watched me until I fell asleep. And I found out about maybe a week later that it was my grandmother who'd passed away before I was born. I'm actually her namesake as well. I'm named after her. Uh, So that's a nice little connection. Well, we've definitely always been connected. I know that now. What's a little bit curious about this, I guess, is that I don't know if you remember, but I said that I didn't tell anyone for two years. And that was just because no one no one in my family had ever mentioned seeing a spirit or anything psychic like that. It just wasn't really ever talked about. And honestly, I felt like if I were to tell anyone, my family would just think I was nuts. I mean, I was the youngest and if I'm completely honest, I always felt like a little bit, a little bit on the edge of my family. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but my sisters and my mom and, and my dad, they're all super outgoing and extroverted and absolutely lovely. And I, especially as a child, I still am today, I'm super introverted. And so, um, I felt a little bit like I didn't fit in on some sort of level and I always had my head in a book. I loved reading. I was always just in my own little company. I loved my own company. (laughs) So yeah, for some reason or another, my eight-year-old brain thought that it wouldn't be welcomed, that information, or my family would all think I was crazy. I mean, I thought I was crazy. And I also completely second-guessed it. Like, I think the difficult part about that being my first ever experiencing something is that it happened while I was asleep. Because I told myself every day for about two years that I was dreaming. And I know that's where everyone's mind goes at first. That's where my mind went at first. I tried to believe it. 
I'd try to believe it. And then every night as I went to sleep and couldn't get to sleep because I was so damn terrified, I'd, I'd be lying there and just waiting, waiting, waiting to open my eyes because I felt like I was being watched the entire time because <laughs> I had opened my eyes once and I was being watched by something otherworldly. I mean, I'm only human. Anyone would be terrified in that scenario. But it wasn't until I'd started seeing her when it wasn't nighttime that made me realize, okay, this wasn't a dream. Like I always knew on some kind of level that it wasn't. I just like to tell myself that it was a dream. But I uh, I had to accept it at some point. And that's when I actually told my family because when I saw her the second time, I went a little bit nuts, understandably. So interestingly... <laughs> coincidentally it, it took place in the same room so I uh, I was in the lounge on my own I we were only sort of allowed to be in there when we were dancing around to music because that's where the stereo was and it was yeah either if we were dancing around having a good old time or if we were practicing for an upcoming dance exam or dance recital or something like that and I was practicing for an exam. I was in that room on my own and there were windows that sort of looked out onto the path that led to our front door. Just as a little reminder, I have put up a floor plan of that house I grew up in on my Instagram page at Psychic-ish Podcast, just because I knew if I was confused talking about it, that of course you'd be confused. So I just thought that would help. There were windows that sort of looked out onto the path that led to our front door. And lined up against those windows were white roses. My mum kept beautiful white roses there. And I was dancing away trying to practice and I looked up and I saw that grandmother's face and the roses just her face but it was in grayscale again I know my last episode I said I felt like I was being haunted and probably thought I was being a bit dramatic but as I started seeing her more and more I I truly did feel haunted and That's what led me to telling my, my eldest sister, um, and she was incredible. She was really lovely, and she gave me the confidence to tell my mum as well, and that was the best thing you could do, I think. I think um, the the best thing that anyone needs in that scenario is just to be to be heard and, and understood and I think my mum was probably a little bit relieved to understand why I'd been having so much trouble sleeping like to the point where I'd every night try and sleep with her in her bed and it happened so much that we just ended up making a bed on the floor next to her bed between her bed and the wall for me to sleep in every night we'd just put my duvet down there and I'd sleep on the floor 
yeah. <laughs> and this is until <laughs> this is until I was about fourteen, embarrassingly. So um, a good six years. But I told my sister, I told my mum that she did everything a mum would need to do, and then I saw her once more. This was when I was around about 10. And in my room, so on the opposite side of my bed, I had my desk. And that would look out onto that pathway that I talked about that that went up to the front door. And it also just looked out onto a lemon tree and and a trampoline, child's dream, that sort of thing. And I was sitting, (laughs) I was sitting at this desk and... Before this episode, I was trying to I was trying to remember why I was using the specific stationery that I was using, and it's because how two thousands is this? I was durasealing my books. <laughs> it was the end of summer holidays, and I was durasealing my books ready for the school year. So my sisters and I did what we thought was so incredibly cool, and we'd go through magazines like Cream Dolly and Girlfriend and cut out pictures of celebrities and glue them onto the books and then put clear Duracell over them. But a family member of mine worked at a labelling factory for different products and that sort of thing. So my mum would get these big rolls of bright coloured stickers and I'm talking about like a five size just big blocks of colour and that was super cool like for my mum's super creative and my sisters were really arty so we're always doing like arts and crafts with with those stickers growing up and it was really really cool so we'd put like a a layer of those coloured stickers down on the book first and then glue our celebrity crushes over the top of them (laughs) But this day, there was one sort of more special roll of sticker, and that was mirrored. So the sticker itself was a mirror. And these ones were a little bit smaller. I'd say they were more like business card size and vertical. So I was sitting at my desk with this roll of sticker, and... If you're thinking that the the business cards were sort of standing upright vertically, this roll was going a whole way along my desk. So I was, I had about 24 stickers just rolled out and I was cutting or gluing or whatever I was doing. And I looked down and my attention got drawn to the stickers and I saw the reflection of my grandmother in every single sticker. So 24 versions of my grandmother. And I screamed. I remember screaming and crying and just being beside myself because I was always looking over my shoulder, always wondering when was the next time that I was going to see something. And it just happened when I'd least think about it um, or least expect it. Anyway, I must have been making quite a commotion because my middle sister ran into the room. Um, She doesn't remember this, but I do. She ran into the room and she was like, what's wrong, Liddy? What's wrong? And I said, I saw her. I saw her in the stickers. She was behind me. Like she was in every sticker. And 
my sister, I just hit, like, this is one of my clearest memories. She just looks up towards the corners of my room and just walks around in these slow circles, just looking up at the ceiling. And she just yells, leave her alone, leave her alone. I can't, I can't actually yell that because I have flatmates. <laughs> They'll be like, leave her alone. Who's Lydia got in her room? <laughs> if only they knew. <laughs> I'm talking about in terms of spirits and ghosts, nothing else, nothing untoward. But I think it was quite a teachable moment for me because I felt like my sister allied with me um, in that moment against one of our family members. And it, and it, I remember feeling ashamed or, or guilty in that moment that she was telling my grandmother to go away. I don't know why I felt that feeling, but I felt bad. And, uh, I don't know. I think maybe I didn't want, want my grandmother to be offended. <laughs> Perhaps. I'm not too sure. But, um, she listened after that. She didn't come back for quite a few years. The only other time, I guess what was different though, is that I'd start sensing her, but it was never in a scary way. It was in unexpected ways. So I remember being in the car one day with my mom and my, my middle sister was sitting in the front seat and I was in the back seat and I just felt like I knew as as much as I knew my own name that she was sitting next to me in the empty seat behind the driver for some reason in that moment I must have been a little bit older maybe 11 or 12 but I felt comfortable having her there I liked having her presence there and I put my hand out like I opened my palm and rested it on the middle seat and just imagined that we were holding hands that was sort of the last last time I saw her for a wee while. But then I saw her again. <laughs> I don't know, do we make this a three-part series? I think so. <laughs> uh, I saw her again when I was 24. And um, that one was a little bit interesting. I'll leave it there again. <laughs> it's so difficult because I feel like because these are my earliest stories they're the ones I've told the most over the years just with my family and, and my friends because these are the ones that I've said because they like my family obviously know the people in the story or they've, they've lived through it and that sort of thing that they don't actually they don't actually excite me that much like I don't find them very cool anymore and I'm just like oh but I need to get them out of the way so I can get to the really good stuff because I mean the really cool stuff is the stuff that's happening to me now like stuff that just brings all my different senses together and I just sit there and I'm just like what the fuck just happened and it's almost a little bit more exciting but but I will be sharing those stories I promise and I'll be doing it soon my plan is to sort of weave in my new experiences with experiences I've had growing up um, and with the new ones I mean I they just 
they just bamboozle me. I'm trying to find that's for lack of a better word. They bamboozle me. So, oh jeez. So it looks like I'm going to leave it there. If you'd like to tune in for next time, I think we might take a break from my grandmother, if that's okay with you. I'm actually going to talk about something completely different. And this is something that happened way more recently. I'm itching to just get into the stuff that's happening to me now because I just find it completely fascinating. And being a logical person that likes to rationalize things, I just can't. I can't explain why these things have happened or or how they've happened. It, It defies everything I know and everything I hold true. So in the next episode, I'm going to be telling you about a time in 2021, last year, where somehow I tuned in to somebody else that I know very well and hold very dear and could feel what they were feeling in that moment and knew what was happening in that moment for them but they live in a completely different city to me so this one's gonna be interesting to explain but we'll get there and I hope to see you in the next episode I'll have a question box up on my Instagram at psychicish podcast I'll put the details in the show notes that question box will be up tomorrow on Thursday after today's episode for you to sort of go in and share your theories or explanations for what you think may have happened in that first episode or the second episode but for now you've been listening to Psychic Ish new episodes will drop every Wednesday morning thank you for being here and good luck getting to sleep tonight my thoughts are with you bye bye